0: Well, hello, and welcome back to Finding Our
1: Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give you the inside scoop on life in our church. I'd like to introduce you to our Family Life pastor and today's host, Carrie Jones.
0: Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Finding Our Way. It's a Southridge member podcast. And today I'm super thrilled to introduce all of you to my friend Larry Dick, who's with us today on the podcast. So I first met Larry um, way back when we launched our Vineland location, and Larry and his wife Marge, they live in Camden, which is not too far from where I live, and you know, they are just some of the most generous and warm and welcoming people. It's just been a real joy to get to know them, and today it's a real joy to have Larry with us on the podcast. And we're gonna be diving into um, talking about student ministry and specifically talking about his heart for junior high students. So Larry, it's great to have you with us. Can you say hello to everyone on the podcast?
1: Hello, it's a privilege to be here.
0: Awesome, so Larry, is this your first podcast?
1: This would be my first podcast, yes.
0: Amazing, well, way to go. Thank you for saying yes, it's great to have you, um, you with us. Before before we, we dive into talking about student ministry, um, you know, we're just curious, like, what has life been like for you in this pandemic? Um, and what has been sustaining you and bringing you joy throughout it?
1: In my workaday world, which is all day, every day, I'm a farmer. Mm-hmm. And as a farmer, I'm very much isolated anyway and so the pandemic i don't really notice it until i leave the farm to Mm. go to a place of business but that i i do business with and so then we notice it but other than that uh in Mm. our actually work actual work here we're able to reach all our suppliers and the people i do business with we're able Mm. to move product um so that part of it hasn't impacted me much. Um, I've certain i mean two two of my daughters are home now. We had three home for a while, and that that is certainly where we've noticed it the most, how it's it's thrown mm. their lives into upheaval. Uh, sure. And then, you know, in the in the inability to to connect with with family face to face, even uh, we've been able to maintain connections at a certain level with my grandkids, but even that has had its own challenges Mm -hmm. as well. But, so that's that's where we've felt it uh, most, but in the work itself and in my workday world, I've hardly noticed it there.
0: Right, not much has actually changed for you in that regard.
1: Very little, I spend time by myself in my equipment, (laughs) mid pandemic (laughs) or pre pandemic.
0: Right, right. and and yeah, like what has been what has been sustaining you and and bringing you joy these days? Um.
1: The the ongoing joy of being able to plant. Uh, I guess we've watched a whole crop cycle. We just started another one, so. To watch things plant, grow, and move through harvest, uh, realizing that the sun comes up, the sun goes down every day, regardless of what happens here, uh, that that there's that we have a lot to be grateful for, um, that even as our our activity-based world and how we connect with each other changes we we have still been able to put food on our tables our homes have stayed warm we still live mm-hmm. in places of safety our healthcare system functions all of those things are things that that uh, just move me to gratitude quite routinely
0: mm. i love that i love that posture of gratitude that's really really cool. Well share with us you, you, you know you started to, to chat a little bit about having having daughters home and so give us a bit of context about about your family you know how long you've been married um, yeah your your kids and maybe even any any hobbies that you love doing outside of farm life
1: um, well my wife and I have been married for 37 years plus a little bit. Uh, Wow. okay. We're we're not. Uh I'm 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 a long ways removed from my 29th birthday already. Uh we have
0: (laughs) (laughs) we have five (laughs)
1: kids, uh two boys, and then we had three girls. Um Hmm. so two of our uh the two boys, my two sons are both married. Uh Mm -hmm. one has three children in terms of our girls home. Uh, yeah, they've, they're, they're one, one of my daughters. Anyway, they've both been working, have, have had some time off. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, life, life continues to move on and what things will look like post pandemic. Uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Okay. So five kids. So that's a, that was a full household growing up. <laughs>
1: It it was. And, and, you know, it's, I I realize I don't know if, you know, I'm not sure what, who all will be listening here, but I remember, you know, when, when we had all five, yes, we were busy. And, Hmm. but we were busy with one too. So I don't ever want somebody who has their first child to say, you know, to feel that they're being looked down on by somebody who has two, three, four or five, we had to Hmm. grow into the chaos
0: uh, uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. And, and figure it out. And uh, sure. so yes, five was a mitful, but so was one.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, I grew up actually in a family quite similar. So I'm the oldest of five, and okay. there's three girls and two boys. So so yeah, it was uh, definitely a lively household, but but a lot of fun. And yeah, any any, any hobbies that you know you love doing? outside of family and farm life uh,
1: farming is probably my biggest hobby i love to read mm-hmm. uh yeah. I, I really love to read um that's probably the biggest one i i enjoy i enjoy woodworking i have done a i mean we built a new house in 2012 and i'm still working on the odd project had a big one this winter that was a cabinetry mm-hmm. project and, and i enjoy that kind of stuff but I'm always glad oh, when those cool. projects finish as well. So,
0: yeah. Sure. What was the best book you read um, during the pandemic?
1: Mm. I don't read as much as I I did in the past. Uh, mm. You know, in the middle of the pandemic, we were still pushing hard. And then this this cabinetry mm. project this winter was a full-time <laughs> after project. So um, I enjoy... <laughs> I enjoy novels, um, uh-huh. I, so I don't know if I can pick a title that, hmm. that I would say has, has left That's me okay. with a lot to think of, but anyway.
0: That's okay. If you think of one, you can always throw it in. <laughs> well, I want to shift gears and talk about student ministry. So, you know, I have three daughters and all three of, of my daughters have really been blessed, Larry, to have you as a riot leader. Um, in our Rhineland location. And it's only been in the past couple of years that I actually learned just how long it is that you've served in student ministry, specifically in junior high ministry. So, can you tell those who are listening how long you have served in junior high?
1: Um, it would be approximately s- somewhere since the early 90s.
0: Somewhere uh, since sure. the early 90s.
1: I'm not sure exactly okay. what year.
0: So about three decades
1: getting, getting close,
0: getting yeah. close. And does that feel remarkable to you? Or does that, how does that feel? Um,
1: I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> when, when I started, it, it was in, in the Sunday school focus at our church, there were others mm-hmm. who kind of took, you know, the, the bi-weekly or whatever group, but, at that time, all of a sudden, there was nobody who was willing to, to hang out with the junior high Sunday school class. And, uh-huh. and not that it, it wasn't a big group. It was actually quite a small group at that time. But there was just nobody that was willing to do it. And, hmm. and I jumped in. And um, you know, some people have often asked me why. And I said, maybe it's penance for what my group was like when we were that age. Uh, one thing that one thing that I've often discovered is that it's amazing how fast uh, people forget what they were like at that age um, even you know you talk to an 18 19 year old and maybe remind them of some of the shenanigans they pulled and they said no we didn't do that I said yes you did and right
0: you know, right. You so, know firsthand
1: <laughs> so you know I remember I remember as a junior high, and I don't know why this sticks in my brain, but I remember having some, you know, young adult, late teen Sunday school teachers that quit on us, that walked out just because they didn't know how to deal with the level of energy uh, that that comes with this age group. And and so I I guess I I jumped in and then for, for a number of years had really quite good groups of kids. And and yet I should, I should qualify that because there was a mom who jumped in with me after a couple of years, all of a sudden the group went from three or four to 15, 18, 19 every Sunday morning. And this one mom who had a daughter that age, she jumped in and was there for four or five years. And, and I didn't realize what a presence she was until she was gone. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was by myself because she would just be a presence and, and I could, run with discussions and, and, and focus on who was talking. And, and if there was a problem in the classroom, she'd just go and sit by the problem and she wouldn't do anything else. She'd just go sit there and, and, you know, be a presence. And, and that was a tremendous, um, direction helper. So anyway, I, and, and I guess I've, I've stayed because, um, it's, it's a neat age group. It's a really it is a really challenging age group. Uh you, you know years ago I used to drive bus to camp crossroads and this age group was the toughest to have on the bus. Way well, worse than the young kids, Way worse than the young kids and way worse than the teenagers and and late mm. upper youth. This wow. was the toughest group to haul. Wow. And uh so yeah, it's I, I I don't know I, I, I've stayed, I guess because because I enjoy it. There hasn't been a lot of competition to, to <laughs> <laughs> sure. you know, for, for people saying we want your job. I, um, anyway.
0: Sure. Well, and, and clearly you're you're very good at it. So I mean, I, I love the spirit in which in which you jumped in and and that's just really remarkable. I guess I'm curious. Like you have likely seen a lot in a few decades of student high or of junior high ministry. Um, you know what's changed over the years and what's remained the same.
1: The the culture of the group can change, and it, and it can and it has ch- like and it can move back and forth. You can move from from you'll have a, a crowd of kids that just seem to be thinkers and they're and and they're active in the conversation. And then all of a oh. sudden it'll transition into, uh, I mean, we had a, a crowd there a, a few years ago where, you know, the, amongst the boys, especially their favorite uh, expression of affection was hitting each other. And sure. you know, they're still good kids. So, and, 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 so the culture moves and changes and, and, hmm. and that, that is a constant, you know, that, oh. that, that change is happening depending on, the kids in the group. Um, yeah. What has changed? Um, cultural, I guess some, some cultural shifts, but I, I young people are, are still young people transitioning yeah. from, you know, the selfish monster that's an infant up to a learning to be an Unselfish young adult, and and there's a lot of transition that happens in these years, and uh, and and they all go through it.
0: Absolutely. Well, and for those of who are listening who are unfamiliar with our, our riot program, um, you know we have our Sunday morning riot, and, and that happens uh, during the the circus on a Sunday morning. I mean, you you come into the auditorium for for worship and for Community life and the spiritual practice, and, and then you head to to your program. And then there's also riot that happens every other Thursday night, and of course that's been happening lately on Zoom. That's going to transition uh, very soon. Actually, by the time this podcast comes out, it, it will have transitioned where you know we can start to meet pretty soon in person. Um, but Larry, your role has has primarily been on the Sunday morning riot experience, and you know not only have you served there for almost three decades you don't really take a week off like you serve consistently and so when we talk about the importance of a consistent leader in the life of students I mean you just model that very well extremely well because you are you are very very consistent do you want to say anything about that
1: um sure the the there is no perfect model for student ministry uh, you know the biggest thing is is that there's people who care for the the youth and and so and, and and it's not uncommon that that we have kind of a different crowd on sunday morning than we have thursday evening there's some overlap but but it can sure. be quite different and so as I remember as, as we were setting up the schedule at, at Southridge and they were kind of looking at possibly having people, leaders in kind of on a three-week rotation. And I and I just looked at that and thought, you know, I mean, a lot of our kids aren't there every week either. And, and that's well, sure. fine. I'm not saying that's just a reality of life. And so yeah. I thought, you know, if I can be... A consistency on a Sunday morning that even if someone's only there once every two or three weeks or four weeks, mm-hmm. that that I'm a face they recognize, regardless of who else is is stepping in to help on those Sunday mornings, and yeah. so I, I like I said there is no perfect model, and I, and I understand, you know, we're trying to work with with small group leaders and and have the kids connect with a certain leader, but some of our Sunday morning kids aren't hooked up with the Thursday evening. And and so it was just a a, a desire to, I guess, to be a consistent face. Uh, right. and, and again, you know, within our model, there, there are some families only come once in a while, which, mm. which is fine and great. I'm so glad they come. And so, mm. you know, for, for young people who are already possibly a little uncomfortable being in a church setting if every time they come into the riot gathering it's a new face somebody they don't know somebody they've got it and i struggle with their name so i like i i i don't want to indicate Hmm. that i know every kid by name i recognize their face and go oh man (laughs) who is that sure Um, sure but you know just just trying to be a recognizable uh face yeah in 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 a life that is ongoing in
0: variety right so they show up they know you they have a a connection with you and you know Mm -hmm. instantly that would set them at ease and i mean the thing about Yeah. yeah the thing about student ministry too um is that we don't see we don't it's not very often that we see the impact that we're having immediately often it's over you know week after week after year after year and in fact sometimes it's it's in the moments of crisis that you know a, a student or a parent would reach out and because mm-hmm. there's that trusting relationship um it's a relationship that that can be leaned into so can i, um, can I
1: share a brief experience i had with regard to that bearing yes. fruit years later
0: Please i had, do.
1: i've been i've been doing junior high at, at our at, at our previous, before we joined Southridge, we were VineLand. So at VineLand, I, I had a, I'd, I'd had this crowd for a number of years that were thinkers. They are great, involved in conversation, and 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 so the crowd morphed, and all of a sudden, I had a, a group of mostly guys. Most of them were first cousins, and okay. uh, good, good kids, but mm-hmm. <laughs> high energy and uh, and a handful. And uh, you know, for an example, one Sunday morning, I said to one out of frustration, would you just put a sock in it? Well, he takes his (laughs) shoe off, pulls his sock off, (laughs) sticks his sock in his mouth. You know, how do you pull it back from that? So
0: (laughs) so
1: transition a few years and and like morning, Sunday morning after Sunday morning, I would come home and say to Marge, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no Mm -hmm. idea if I am doing anything that has any bearing on these young people's lives. (laughs) Transition okay. a few years, and several of these are sharing their testimony for baptism over the course of you know, a couple of years. And from several of them, I hear them saying what an impact I had on them in those years. And I'm sitting there going, there is no way there is anything that I said or did had any impact. <laughs> you know." And, just, wow. and, and it just made absolutely clear to me that God is at work. Even yeah. and sometimes, mostly when we feel completely out of control, and mm. like it, it was, uh, that, that just abs- <laughs> to hear these guys say that, oh. and several of them said that, it just absolutely blew me away because I had no idea where that came from, and you know, j- so just just to know that even in those moments of utter frustration, mm-hmm. God was working and and things connected and and i still have relationships with with those guys like you know i I sure but it was it, for me it was a tremendously challenging time and uh mm. so then you transition to the crowd i had a couple of years ago in riot where, where these young guys like to beat on each other for a period of time and just mm-hmm. realizing that you know god is still at work even in the even in this chaos
0: right Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. I, I love that. And, and just the the very idea that giving our yes to God and consistently showing up, that over time, that matters and, and makes mm-hmm. a difference. And sometimes we get to see the fruit of it and sometimes we don't. But, yep. but knowing and trusting that, you know, God is at work.
1: Mm-hmm. I was over very time. grateful that I had that uh, peek into that some some of it mm. did their value, because I wasn't oh sure there for a
0: period of time. <laughs> Well, hey, why why do you think, you know, I'm thinking about uh, riot-age kids, and, you know, my youngest daughter is actually just coming out of riot. She's just completing grade eight. Um, why do you think, and why do you feel, believe that junior high, riot-age kids are so important to the church? You know, believing that that, um, you know, we like to say that we don't have a, a kids table but we're like one crowded table where all of us belong whatever age we are whatever background we come from and so why are junior high kids so important to us as a family of God and what can we learn from them
1: um they are like I said earlier that these are such huge transition years, and, and and I've read in a number of places, they said if if kids are going to make a long-term commitment to Christ, a lot of it will often happen before they're 13. Wow. And so when you, th- you know, when we think that, uh, uh, you know, and talking to, to people who teach even at the grade 6 level, they said, you know, they say it's not uncommon that, that when the students come into grade six in September, they're very much like... Um, they're still... The teacher is still their best friend. And they said by mm. Christmas, that's pretty well changed. They're, they're they're moving away from looking at adults as those who guide them, those who uh, who supply sure. their needs. And all of a sudden... You know th- their brains as as junior highs are starting to question it it's all i mean you know it's the parents' job to take this selfish little infant and raise it to uh raise him or her to become a unselfish young adult and and so you know that transition from child to adult it it never stops it's unmapped. Mm-hmm. And the parents, you know, the parents are kind of along for the ride. So, but there's, so why, why are they so important? I think because of the perspectives they bring, you know, whatever stage we are living in at any given time for these young people, that is their, normal for us it's unusual Uh, like this whole pandemic thing is a prime example for us it's really unusual for my six-year-old granddaughter it's pretty well the only way she's known school it's her normal Mm -hmm. Um, and so the same thing you come to junior highs the questions they're asking the the thoughts they're thinking this is their normal it's very different from my normal but this is their normal, and and so uh, the their importance comes uh, in in realizing that that as adults we need to be really careful not to be critical of our young people's normal, not to be critical of the way they're thinking about their normal, but mm-hmm. rather that we be prepared to walk with them and and why are they i love the picture of of jesus when you know he's sitting there teaching and a bunch of moms bring their kids to see Mm. him and all of Mm. jesus assistants try and turn them away and and we often think that those are probably very little children and they might be Mm. but there might be some you know 11, 12, 13 year olds and Jesus stops whatever he's teaching and says, Mm -hmm. no, they're more important than my theology right now.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: And so I think think our young people are tremendously important, just maybe so that we don't get too focused on ourselves. Uh, That's a huge contribution. And right. at the same time, you know, they challenge our perspectives because whatever they're living in, that's their normal.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Jesus goes on in that passage to say, "Enter the kingdom of God like yes, like kids do." Yes. And so we have we have so much to to learn from mm-hmm. from them and from their journey. Absolutely. Well, do you have any any encouragement um, for parents who are raising? junior high kids in these days. We, we know that it's, um, it's no small task. Maybe just I remember, encouragement. <laughs> I mm-hmm. remember
1: being asked to speak to our group of high schoolers many years ago at a Christmas banquet. and as I And I don't even remember what age my kids were at that time. I think my kids were pretty well through that. But I got up and the first thing I said to them, I said, do you realize that none of you come with operator's manuals? um (laughs) your parents your parents have never parented you at this stage you have Mm -hmm. never been this age and this stage and one of the young men puts up his hands and says so do you mean that our parents don't know what they're doing I said that's exactly what I mean and Mm. and so it's okay like you know as parents our job is to to make sure try and make sure there's food clothing shelter and safety. And after that, it, it really is a completely uncharted ride. And yeah. and any parents that have more than one child know that there's tremendous differences in that mm-hmm. ride. So don't be afraid of it. Don't beat up on yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, love your kids, believe in your kids, guide your kids and ride the mm-hmm.
0: chaos. Sure. Sure sure yeah
1: (laughs) i don't know is that encouragement or
0: totally and i think it normalizes the journey and i mean sometimes when you know parenting is hard it can be lonely and so um you know the more that we can normalize that and reach out to each other i think the better Mm -hmm. so so i love that um I'm just thinking of, of the students who are in in junior high ministry in riot. Like if
1: mm-hmm. there's
0: one thing that you want them to know about God, what is it? One thing.
1: That they are deeply, deeply loved by God. Mm-hmm. That parents make mistakes, teachers make mistakes, riot leaders make mistakes. We sometimes don't encourage as we should. Uh, sometimes we get irritated, but in spite of it all, they have a savior who loved them so much that he came and died for them and that he is most interested in a long-term relationship that there is, that their journeys are, that Jesus came and walked this earth, and experienced rejection. He experienced um, peer pressure. He experienced all of that, and he came and lived here, so that he could experience, so that he could begin to, so that he could truly understand what it meant to live life here. And and so yes, for a junior high. Uh life can be really, really challenging because there's a lot of newness all the time. But the reality is that we serve a God who loves us, and um and, and he loves each of them deeply. And and that he is not afraid of their questions. They do not have to be afraid of any of the questions that normally come. Because, you know, trying to explore what it means to live a life of faith, there is no question that our God is afraid of.
0: Good. That's really good. Okay. And finally, what encouragement would you have for someone who is considering getting involved in student ministry, um, either on a Sunday morning or as a midweek small group leader? Um.
1: It's a cool place to be. One of the reasons that I, one of the reasons I've stuck it stuck it out is possibly a little selfish because I realized as my kids grew through this that there would be quickly become a time when I wouldn't I would lose touch with who the young people are. Yeah. Because You know, I I wouldn't know, you know, Mike, you stay in touch with where, with the kids that are the age of your kids. Um, Sure. And so by staying in it, I've been able to, uh, I've been able to continue to know who the kids are. And so if you want to know who the kids are, Come and hang out. Um, mm-hmm. And we need people of all ages. You know, I mean, uh, it, it's you, you commented about Beth and, you know, she's moving out of riot. She's looking at current. So the important yeah. thing is we need young leaders who are in the senior years of current or maybe even a little beyond that, because that's who the junior yeah. high kids look to. Um mm. And yet we also need parents who who have experienced the chaos of parenting junior highs. Mm-hmm. And so don't get bent out of shape when the noise level climbs momentarily and the chaos sure. breaks loose knowing that, you know, the tornado will subside. Um, mm. But yeah, it's
0: yeah.
1: it's really a neat place to be because all of our young people are exploring life and we get to walk with them as they do that.
0: Yeah. What a, what a privilege. Mm -hmm. Well, Larry, it's been so great. Um, just a real gift to have you join us on the podcast today. Um, you know, I want to personally thank you for the way that you've been pouring into junior high kids for almost three decades. And, um, I, I think the reason I was so eager to have you on the podcast is because I remember talking about this with you and, I don't even think you realized how remarkable it was. It, it just seemed very, you know, kind of no big deal. And I, I, I think that's just absolutely extraordinary. Um, you know, I'm thinking for, for those who are listening, maybe if, um, if your youth is connected to, to Larry through Riot, I want to encourage you to get to know Larry. Um, allow him to pour into not just your student's life, but into your life. Let him help you... Um, when as a parent, let him be a support to you. And for those who are listening, who are feeling the nudge to get involved in student ministry and build relationships, because as we've talked about here on this podcast um, today, student ministry is all about relationships. It's about showing up. Mm -hmm. It's about that consistent relationship and it's about introducing kids to a relationship with their heavenly parent. And so if you're feeling that nudge to get involved in student ministry um, and you, you know, that this will shape the faith of the next generation then I want to encourage you to to reach out to us and consider what that might look for you look like for you to get involved in in riot or current and to you know give your one and only life to make a difference in the life of a teenager. And as Larry has shared with us that will enrich their lives and it will massively enrich and challenge and expand your own life. So mm-hmm. consider that. And uh, thanks everyone for joining us. We will see you next week as we continue to find our way together.